This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of The Saturday Quiz. My name's John Leary, and on this podcast, I ask the 10 questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper, and a different pair of guests each week try to answer them. For the second week in a row, my guests are cast members from the final production of the year for one of the country's major theatre companies. This time, it's Belvoir's turn. The Master and Margarita opened just the other night to five-star reviews across the board. The wild Bulgakov novel has been adapted and directed by Belvoir's artistic director, Eamon Flack, and stars an ensemble of some of the most creative actors in the country, two of whom join me today. Welcome to the show, Anna Sanson and Gareth Davies. Hello. Hello, thank you for having us. Well, thank you for coming on to the show. Tell me, how is The Master and Margarita? Wow, it's wonderful. It's huge. It's exhausting. It's I'm sure. Bonkers. Wildly it's ambitious. Bananas. Very funny, <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully highly entertaining. Well, for, from all little, reports, little soul it, it is in there. absolutely entertaining. The audience the guys have been having having a riot and we're having a riot. Hopefully it's the same riot. <laughs> hopefully we're all in the same <laughs> Yeah, same I think show. so. But I do think that there's truth in that thing of like, you know, that thing of um, as long as we're having fun, they're having fun. Kind of. Not always. But I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think, no, as long as we've worked really goddamn hard and trying our very best, then they'll have fun. That's the objective. I've definitely been in shows where I've had so much fun and the audience has had close to none. (laughs) I've definitely been in shows like that before. But this does not feel like one of those shows. Not at all. This feels like the audiences are getting as much, if not more, out of it as you guys. It is a a huge show, and I don't mean that in terms of long and dreary. I mean that in terms of wild ideas, constant surprise... Yeah, I think it's I think it's amazing. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I, I'm full of admiration to everyone who's involved. Yeah, yourself included. Particularly full of myself. admiration towards himself. <laughs> Sorry, just myself. I should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's it's hard to encapsulate the novel in you know just a, a little one minute kind of introduction to this podcast. So I'm not even going to attempt it because it's huge, right? Yeah, yeah. It it defies category and, and definition the novel that I think that's why it's a classic because it it mm. contains so yeah. much and constant revelations and that's that's aside from the fact that there's kind of three main narratives woven together aside from that it's constantly delving deeper into itself and expanding and exploding out of itself so it's it's almost impossible to do a sound bite about the master yeah. margarita yeah 
but I'm going to try Absolutely. right now. So, okay, yeah, go, 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 go. Well, I think you're right. There's three main narratives. Number one, the devil comes to Moscow to test um, the residents there. Uh, number two, it's quite a beautiful and touching love story about um, a man writing a novel and a woman leaving her husband and their um, subsequent finding each other and breaking apart. And three, Pontius Pilate and Jesus Christ have a conversation. <laughs> have a chat. <laughs> that third one kind of comes at quite a, an obtuse angle. Yeah, but it's it? kind of, like... it, to be honest, it's really compelling. It's kind of amazing because it's, I didn't realise how compelling it would be. The stakes are so weird and it is such an interesting, weird scene and scenes about kind of almost like a simpleton and uh, um, politician and making it real and not biblical is really compelling. Genuinely compelling. Mm, I'm not wow. just saying that because I'm on a podcast, but genuinely, I'm like, wow, I've not. I, again, that story I know so well. Um, not that I'm particularly religious, but I've never seen it played out in the way that it plays out in the book. And the, yeah, the right. And it is. It is a beautifully grounded scene in what is mayhem and magic and and dancing and music, those scenes are, are, are particularly beautifully simple mm. and also in togas, which is always fun. Because you know you're Brilliant. just a tiny little piece of fabric away. Yeah, you're a, you're a safety <laughs> pin away. You're a safety pin away from um, nudity too early in the show. <laughs> Fabulous. My goodness. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for encapsulating the entirety of Bulgakov's novel the master and margarita gareth that was that was brilliant easy i think one of the things that i really love about it is it's wildly ambitious but included in that ambition isn't just concepts or stories or ideas it's also just entertainment which sometimes can be lost a little bit the ambition is to be yeah. to be as full and brimming with life and ideas as possible and hopefully not to get lost in the heavy concepts of it all wow yeah. That's cool. The response really cool. that I'm most um, thrilled about, not that I always trust reviews unless they're good and then they're gospel, um, <laughs> but the word joyous keeps coming up. I keep, people, yeah. people keep saying it's joyous, and I think that's that's fantastic and very, very true of the experience yeah. of doing it and doing it with an audience who are having Excellent. a joyful time with us, which is uh, maybe maybe has been missing in the world a little bit lately, a bit of joy. Yeah. Yeah, the the world could do with with a lot of joy exactly. right now. Okay, on this podcast, I ask my guests if they have a favourite piece of trivia. Do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? I learned very recently yes. that wasps have facial recognition. They can remember people. <laughs> really? Re apparently, really. Yeah. Wow. So they can remember people. Yeah, they not, can, yeah, they can. Not other wasps. No, no, no. Human beings and landmarks. Yeah, wow. I'm not sure how true this is, but they they say they got on a train, they flew onto a train and they went a few stops. They could look out the window at the landmarks, fly <laughs> off and get back to where they hopped on. know where they are. Yeah. So how do they know about the wasps' facial recognition? I'm not sure, but you know when you're... In, in the park, having a lovely picnic with your loved ones or whatever, and there might be a wasp that you feel like is personally just uh -huh. bothering you. Maybe they actually... Maybe it is. They do. Maybe they, it is they, personal. They think you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. That's yeah. brilliant. Thank you. 
All right. What about you, Gareth? This is maybe isn't so much a trivia, but I just find this interesting, talking about faces. Yes. That scientists discovered on an individual the specific neurological pattern, so the specific patterns of neurons lighting up and firing, um, to recognise Jennifer An- Aniston. <laughs> <laughs> what? So on an individual, they knew precisely when they were thinking about Jennifer Aniston. What? Due to... <laughs> On one particular person or... They discovered the pattern of firing of particular neurons that would only happen when they were thinking about Jennifer Aniston's face. (laughs) That is incredible. I don't know what they were hoping to do with that information or that discovery, but... But that's only the beginning because you start there and then you go to David Schwimmer and then you go to (laughs) Courtney Cox. So, um, RIP, of course. Wow. uh, yeah, so it's only the beginning of recognising um, beloved sitcom stars. I think we need a lot more research to um, to really buckle down and timeline. <laughs> I think we do. And we don't have time for that because we have to get into the quiz. So here comes the quiz. Question number one. Where in Australia did Donald Campbell break the world land speed record in July 1964? Surely Bonnie Dune. Bonnie Doon? No. I'm not entirely sure I understand the question. So there was a person called Donald Campbell, mm-hmm. and in 1964, he drove uh, a vehicle, car. a car, and it was, at the time, the fastest vehicle in the world. I thought Bonnie Doon was uh, a real place, that there's like a salt flat that they um, race cars in. Might not be true. You are correct. It is a, it is a salt flat like are we looking for a state are we looking like south australia no we're looking for it it is south australia very well done but that's not the answer you need to be more specific than (laughs) that okay uh you're thinking i think gareth davies of bonneville which is in utah no the united states remember that no remember the movie the castle yes don't they go to bonnie doon uh, do they yes but it it's not the answer (laughs) <laughs> is what I'm going to say. Okay, so South Australia. Oh, South oh, the salt Australia. flats there. The salt flats there. Yeah, the that, salt flats. So going, where is that? I don't where? Know. What is that called? South um, salt I'm, I'm thinking I'm going Cactus Beach and working upwards. Okay. Let me tell you this. Salt flats are nowhere near the beach. Okay. This is helpful. So salt flats are caused by inland lakes drying up. So and somewhere in this remaining desert. salt staying there. Up there, yeah, up that way. You would have heard of this place. Certainly you would have heard what it was called in 1964. It has now, uh, since uh, 2012, it has been officially renamed to incorporate its traditional name. Okay. But you would have known this place. It's a lake. Lake okay. Eyre. Lake Eyre is the correct answer. Very well done. Yeah, Gareth. Cool. So, yeah, Lake Eyre in 1964 was, it was known as Lake Eyre, but it's been officially renamed Katitunda Lake Eyre. And was it named... Katitunda. Was it named Lake Eyre because it's not actually a lake, it's just air where lake... It's air. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not spelled... It is named it's, Lake Eyre after a, uh, the, the first European to see... The lake. Mr. Eyre. Mr. Eyre, but it's spelt E-Y-R-E. Yeah. But get this. So Donald Campbell was an English guy. He was actually following in his father's footsteps in breaking speed records on land and water. And he remains the only person to set both 
world land and water speed records in the same year, which what a was guy. 1964. Was it in the same vehicle? Not the same vehicle. That chi- would be truly impressive. It would be chitty chitty bang bang. <laughs> the location, so Lake Eyre, was uh, selected since it offered salt flats with a longer possible track than was available in Bonneville, Utah, USA. And at the time, it hadn't rained there in almost a decade. Mm. Unfortunately, for David Donald Campbell, once they were all set to go, the rain did eventually come and they had to delay things another year. And he posted the new land speed record of, have a guess how, how fast he went. 480 kilometres an hour. <laughs> 480 kilometres higher. What? No. I thought higher. Gareth was being outrageous. But he's not. 450? For 500. 700. Keep going. Not, not <laughs> quite 700. So he posted a new land speed record of 403 miles per hour, which translates oh to be 648.73 kilometres per hour. What? With a top speed peaking as he left the measured distance. So this doesn't actually get counted. But his top speed was 710 kilometres per hour, making him the fastest person in a wheel-driven vehicle ever. Because thereafter, rocket and jet-propelled cars wow. took over as right, the fastest right. vehicles. Wow. Can, I, can I tell you something fun? You know yes. the Paris to Dakar, the famous race? I, um, yes. I was in West Africa. I was outside of Dakar and I went sand dune racing where they start that race. Oh, amazing. But, but I didn't know it was going to happen. I was on this tour and I don't speak the language. I don't speak Wolof and I don't speak French because it's a French-speaking country. And mm-hmm. so they were just getting me from my normal van to another vehicle that looked a bit like souped up. And I was like, this is a bit exciting. And they were speaking in French to me and I just nodded and just went with it. And before I knew it, oui, we, oui. Were, <laughs> we were... We were. And then... I was sand dune racing before I knew it. And it was one of the wow. scariest. There was no seatbelt. There was barely a roof. It was barely a oh car. Oh, my God. Wow. And it was so fun and so insanely scary. So, yeah, I've been sand dune racing, which I think wow. makes me sound much cooler than I am. Yeah. Well, it makes you sound cool. I don't know if it makes you sound cooler <laughs> than you are, but, yeah. <laughs> I think definitely. Brilliant. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> All right. Very well done. Question number two. What links the surnames Kiefel, Gagala, Gordon, Edelman, Stewart, Gleason, and Jago? Or Jago? Oh, do they mean Lord or something? Or um, Castellan? No. Or like a Stewart or a Jago? Isn't that a. Oh, yeah, I, I, I see where you're going with that. No, these are all surnames of people in Australia. Right now. Can you say those one more time? Yes. Kiefel, Gagala or Gagala, Gordon, Edelman, Stewart, Gleason, and Jago. Are we in the world of politics? Is that where we are? Oh, nearly, but not quite. And and famously, not not actual politics. So separation of of politics and oh oh uh, religion. Not religion. Go go the other way. State. State is politics. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so, corporate. Not corporate. It it is kind kind of government, 
or it's governing. Oh, oh the judiciary bodies or something like that. Yeah, it is oh. the judiciary. So those are the so high court judges? Very well done. Yay! Yeah. They are all the current justices of the High Court of Australia. Yeah, cool. very well done. I will give them a ring when I get in trouble. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I'll give them my best. <laughs> next, next time you're in front of the High Court? Yeah, I'll well, give though, them can my I just best. say, you were in a quiz question of mine. Anyway, not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Did either of you work with the actor Russell Kiefel? Never. No. Ah. Oh. That's a shame. I I did, and he um he's passed away now. Uh, but it's his sister, Susan oh, Mary Keefe, who was appointed Chief Justice of the High Court Australia in 2017. All right, question number three: Chat GPT stands for Chat what? And there's well, I'm actually only after the G. That's the part of the question. But if you can, you tell me what the P and the T stand for. I was literally just about to scream out AI in panic. <laughs> well, that's that's what it is. Well, um, the, G, the G. So it's a general language model. Uh, oh, sorry, oh. it's a language model. So the, would it be general? It's not general, G- but you, generative. Sorry, f- generative. Generative. Very good. Generative is the is generative. is the G. Proprietary technology? I'm not sure. What does the PT mean? Oh, no, that's good. No, it is generative pre-trained transformer. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Chat GPT is chat generative pre-trained transformer. What can you tell me about chat GPT? Uh, well, what would you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a chatbot, uh, Gareth? I am not... <laughs> Um, no, I have I have asked it various questions and asked it to do various things. Uh, I have asked it to write plays in the style of Tennessee Williams about the people in my wow. immediate vicinity. Do things like that. Write, write it to ask scripts. And did, did, how did it deliver? I have read worse. I've read much worse. <laughs> That's incredible. It's amazing. It's outrageous. Right now, we could... Say, um, please write a pl- please write a farce about a podcast quiz uh, session, and then it would it would it would come up with something that would be bad, but there's some real but possible. My concern wow. with chat in terms of the creative industries and ChatGPT isn't that the best of it will ever be better than the best of humanity. It's just whether companies who fund this sort of ch- creative industries will do cost benefit analysis. And go, well, mm. we could just not get writers and yeah. have 10% less good stuff coming out. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's Be- the concern. It's, it's whether the companies that fund this stuff um, will continue to pay for humans mm. or whether they'll yes. accept worse output. The thing, I guess, I feel like it will always be the middle because that's, it will always be mediocre, kind of almost by intention, right? That mm, as it's yeah. fed all this information, it tries to, um, with a degree of randomness, settle for the kind of middle band. Um, yeah, it, almost it sort by of, definition, it, it it does the 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 bell curve, right? Exactly. So it it won't ever be absolutely terrible and shocking and bad. Yeah, but it won't ever maybe be incredible or and, transcendent or, in any way. Tra- yeah, transcendent. Or, or, yeah. Or, but also okay. just that thing Speaking of, of art... No, 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 one more rant. <laughs> also, because just the thing that, like, 
Um, nah, no, keep going. Don't worry about it. I've lost train of thought. <laughs> lost confidence. You lost confidence in your banter. Yeah. Also, speaking of art, question number four. Which city is home to the Smithsonian American Art Museum? New York. Oh, or actually, is that Washington? Washington it is Washington. It is Washington, D.C. Very well done. The longer we are here, the more I realise I am here for moral support and gender equality. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have to say, Anna... Well done, um, Gareth. The other times I've been on this, I knew not a one. I was just quietly patting myself on the back going, Gareth, you've done a couple now. Well done. That's amazing. And going, wow, that means I don't have to do answer anymore because I knew the answer to... Yeah, you can take a break now. Yeah, see you yeah. later. Have fun. Well, you, you maybe you can take care of these first five and Anna the oh, second yeah. five. I'll are take on the you. reins from there for sure. Just watch it yeah. fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Here we go. Question number five. Please what don't be sport. Please don't removed. be sport. Please don't be sport. It's not sport. What is removed during a cholecystectomy? Anna, that's now you. This is- <laughs> <laughs> ah, finally, one for me. Um, uh, I, yeah, no, I don't know. This is a multiple choice, but oh. if you want to have a, a guess before I give you the options. I'm not just going to say colon. I'm not going to do it. It's not colon. So it's cholecystectomy. So C-H-O-L-E-C-Y-S-T-E-C-T-O-M-Y. You lost me at C-H, but go on. <laughs> cholecystectomy. Okay. Um, what do you do? Do you want to uh, have a go? What's it when oh. you have your thyroid removed? What's that? Sure. No. Collar. What? what could be collar? Um, options, maybe? Okay, here are the options. The options are A, the appendix, B, the thyroid gland, or C, the gallbladder. My instinct was thyroid. Mm-hmm. Do it. Only because of where it is and the idea of collar. Oh, then it's collar. I know that's not the spelling. <laughs> then it's a completely different spelling. <laughs> I, I like it, though. But I don't think it is because I think... Johnny would have told us by now. He would have jumped in. He would have yeah. jumped in. <laughs> well, good try to work. Keep because moving around along. So we've. <laughs> Where, when you said thyroid and I didn't say, you're yeah. correct. Yes. And you got it without hearing And I options. kept pushing for thyroid mm. like a maniac. It's, it's not yeah. thyroid. So we're down to two. It's not thyroid. Which were appendix so, uh, and. Removal appendix. of the thyroid is called a thyroidectomy. Oh, okay. So then it's a removal of the thyroid. <laughs> yes. Which is otherwise known as the. And you say one, I'll say the other. The appendix. The other one you say. <laughs> it is the other one I said. Yay, Gareth! The gallbladder. The gallbladder. <laughs> the gallbladder. So yeah, yeah, actually, the we removal of the appendix. Yeah, you could have worked that out. Yeah, but How? it would have required a certain How? strategic mind that Mac- Anna and How I both How could you get that out? Got How ma- you could have? Well, you could have known Greek and known that <laughs> the word. Greek or Latin? Cola. No, Greek. The word cola refers to bile and the word and the word cyst from Greek refers to bladder. Well, so hearing you talk is... like this, my cola is certainly rising. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, we could have so, gone to medical school. So and that's where we get the word choleric. Ah, right, okay. We could yeah, have worked right. it out because I feel like if it was appendix, we probably we would have been more Appen- familiar with it, maybe. Yes, because it's a more yeah. common operation, perhaps. And that, that is an appendectomy. Right. Exactly. Well, those two are much easier. 
Do you know anything about the gallbladder? Do you know what it does? Presumably it filters something out. Ah, that's... I mean, that's a good guess. But it's a small organ under your liver. And you you can actually lead a perfectly normal life without a gallbladder. And your liver will still make enough bile. So the gallbladder makes bile. Right. And you use bile in your digestive system. If I have to hear you say the word bile one more time, I'm going to throw up. That's too many times to hear the word bile. In bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right, it, it is bye. In fact, it's bye for just a short time because we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Anna Sampson and Gareth Davies. And we Hello. are up to question Woo-hoo. number six. Thanks for coming back, guys. I thought about leaving. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I know you did. What, starting with F, is a variety of pasta formed into helical or corkscrew shapes? Fusilli. Fusilli. <laughs> you both got it. I almost did. I said you a series did. of sounds in the shape of that idea. <laughs> a helical shape? Yes. I like that you yeah. described it as helical. What, how would you pronounce that? Um, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't try? <laughs> I'd just probably do that with my fingers. Spirally. Yeah. Do you guys know, how, or how do you know, what do you know about fusilli? A lot. It's delicious. All right. Originally in 1467, it was designed oh by a certain clergyman. <laughs> No, not very much. Do you know, the one thing I know about Fusilli is the New Yorker cartoon by Charles Bassotti. Do you know that one? Oh, no. yeah. It's the two, is it the two little pasta pieces? No, it's one little pasta piece. It's a picture of a piece of, I think it's rigatoni, and he's on the phone, and he's <laughs> obviously talking to his friend, and he's saying, Fusilli, you crazy bastard. How are you? It's just, I love it. It's on our fridge. <laughs> That's yeah. so sweet. Just love that he calls him a crazy bastard. Because <laughs> of all the pasta shapes. Because he's all crazy and spirally. Facility is, yeah. Very well done. And Question it would be good the sequel should have the little bow tie guy walking past briskly. Oh. Oh, yeah. What's like the a, little bow tie guy He's called? a smart businessman. Oh, man, come on. We already so. answered it right. Don't make us a good <laughs> That is also, and it uh, starts with F. And it's the Italian word for butterfly. Farfalle. Farfalle. Yeah. Farfalle. Question number seven. Which Australian called stumps on their international career this month after 13 years, 241 games, 182 as captain, seven World Cup titles, and a Commonwealth Games gold medal? My sports knowledge is dire. So yeah. I'm just going to look blankly at Gareth. Okay. I'm going Gareth? to receive that blank stare and pass it on to Johnny. <laughs> okay. I'm going to I'm going to 
narrow things down for you a little bit. And it won't say help that uh, it, it won't well, help just at all. a little bit. Say that she Ooh. holds the record for the most women's one day international centuries and is the first Australian to score 2000 2020 international runs. Wow. Still hasn't helped any. I know nothing. I know that um, there was the guy. Who was that guy? It's His not name a, was Michael. Well, not, I, I know that there's the only the only sure. cricketer I know is Donald Bradman. And then there was a guy uh. called Michael something. Cricket. We're talking about cricket. I feel closer now. Oh, did you really not know? No. I mean, I, I guessed as oh, much did. by the, you, you know, did. the terminology used, but yeah, I wasn't 100% if I'm honest. <laughs> and it definitely wasn't Donald Bradman or Michael something. <laughs> ML are her initials. ML? ML, yes. Michaela mm. Long. Oh, I, I love the just putting together names. Oh, that's not a real person. Who, who were you on this podcast la- on with last time? Oh, we're Gareth? talking about Megan. Yes, and wh- what is a what is a uh, shortened form of that name? Meg. Meg. Meg is th- her first name, correct? Yes. And how on earth am I going to get you to say Lambeth, Lithgow, Longman? Sorry, oh, um, I'm sure this will be good. I'm just going to grab a book of last <laughs> names and I'll start at the top of L. Um, at <laughs> Work our way alphabetically okay. through them. I'm just going to have to tell you, her name is Meg Lanning. Meg, Meg Lanning. Meg Lanning. I feel her, terrible I don't know. I feel terrible that I don't know who that is. I'm the sure Australian, she's remarkable. The former captain of, of the Australian women's team. Very poorly done, I'm, I'm afraid. Well, i got to say, uh, if I, I will keep my eyes better. open the next time I turn on the cricket, which hopefully won't be for another 70 years. <laughs> Question number eight. True or false? Nice easy one for you, 50-50. Oh, an AA battery or AA battery and an AAA battery or AAA battery carry about the same nominal voltage. True or false? Nominal voltage. Nominal voltage? Is that the same as output? Like oh. energy output? Or is it That not is the same? a very good question because I had to learn what nominal voltage means. What, for what this is quiz. it? Tell us, tell us. So let me tell you this. A battery's nominal voltage is the average voltage it outputs when fully charged. So the actual voltage can be higher than the nominal voltage labelled on the battery, and the actual voltage lowers as the battery discharges. Right, I okay. Think, so I then think it has counterintuitively to be false. it's I was gonna say true. <laughs> I was gonna say true just because it feels wrong. Do you know what I mean? You're gonna say true because it feels wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is in fact correct. It is right. See? It is true. If You're it feels right. wrong, double A and triple A batteries have the same nominal voltage. So they which is the same average output when fully charged. Of course, that makes sense. Yes. Question number nine. <laughs> what word is both a shade of green and a type of pool game? Type of so what game? Not pool as in swimming game, as swimming. Oh. Pool as in like billiards. Jade, emerald, g- lime. Vermilion. <laughs> or is that red? No. Isn't vermilion red? Yeah. It's a very nice sounding word, though. Is it a common... Would, 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 would your average um, uh, Saturday average morning Joe. quiz 
uh, reader slash listener know this pool as a pool game? I think you would be sitting there, if you're reading the paper, you, you're sitting there going, pool game? Marco Polo? Is mm. that what we're talking about? And it would take a little while for you to go, oh, I see. It's snooker you know, a table game, like snooker Billions. kind of yeah. thing. And then you have to make the another leap because... It's not a common... It's not a common green. It is a common green, but I don't know if you, if people are that aware of it as the name of uh-huh. the green. I'll tell you, the shade of green is the most prevalent St. Patrick's Day Irish green. So I'll give you another clue. It is the, the surname, an Irish surname, is the word that we're looking for. Kilpatrick. So it's it. <laughs> It's something green, and it starts mm. with K. Oh. Kilpatrick. Kil- Kilkenny Green? Kil- no, you've got too, too many syllables. It's, a, it's an Irish surname, but it's also a was a common first name of girls that I went to primary school with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> Sorry. Let me just look through the yearbooks that I've got of your primary school years. Do, 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 do. Okay, here we go. And it's Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Not Kevin. Um, okay. So a common... This, why, come on. What, what is this? Why can't we get this? So it's a common girl's name, Irish girl's name. Well, no, it's a common Irish surname. Girl. surname. But it's also a girl's name. But it became, it became a popular girl's name in That's Australia pro- in the... You know, late seventies, early eighties. My brain, my brain is so far away from the question. I'm going through women I know around your our age. That's what I'm doing. Forgetting about green and pool and everything. No, I'm trying to think of a single girl's name that begins with the letter K, and I'm coming up short. <laughs> You're even further away. Uh, Keela. No, that's not a name. Keisha. Kaloran. Kesha. <laughs> is Kaloran like a the name? Pop star. It is. No. It's not Keisha. It's not Kaloran. Oh, my God. You, you're honestly going to kill yourselves, Oh, you? no. I don't want to do that today. I don't want to kill myself today. Don't, don't kill yourself. <laughs> um, I can't think of a single girl's name oh that begins with K. I'm pretty sure there aren't any. Yeah. <laughs> what about there is a an American <laughs> singer, songwriter, a per, television personality okay, on, like... Kesha. Kelly. Uh, is she on... Is Kelly. She on, um, Kelly. Kelly. Got talent or, like... Ke- Kelly. What did you say? Kelly. Did we get it? Kelly is the right answer. Oh, Gareth. Uh, okay. So Kelly Green we got it. is the green that is essentially, you know, the St. Patrick's Day green. Yes. And Kelly Pool. Have you heard of Kelly Pool? No. Uh, no. So Yeah, it no, rings a bell. Kelly Pool is a, pool, a snooker game where there's a bottle with num- little numbered tiles in it that correspond to balls on the table and each player yes, shakes I remember. out one I of the little that. things. Yes. And you've got to get uh, that one. And you've got, you've got to sync that, that. And the great point. advantage is you can do it with a number. It doesn't just have to be two players. It can be any number exactly. of players. Exactly. The, the great advantage of Kelly Pool is that you can play it with up to 16 players. Can you play it with one person? Well, Can you yeah, play solo? You can. Sure. You Poor thing. It goes very well with a microwave meal for one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we are up to the final question. Question number 10. It's a maths question. Here we go. For the love of 
<laughs> How many times does five go into five hundred and fifty-five? Well, wouldn't you just double? It feels double like it? we should know this. Double it. Oh, uh, wouldn't you just double it? Is that a double? Thing? Double what? Uh, the number Wouldn't you just do 100 plus 10 plus 1? No. No, that doesn't no. make sense. Harvard, I mean. <laughs> no. <laughs> divide by 5. Don't you just divide by 5? Yeah. Sure. Okay, 555 divided okay, by 5. Okay, go for it, Anna. Is? 555 divided by 5 is... You just do that. It's as simple as that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that must be 111 or something? 111 is the right answer. <laughs> And Anna, you were right. You said 110 and 1. Yes, and then and then yeah. I lost confidence and yeah. and started to gabble. <laughs> but you were 100% correct. Oh, thank you. 111% correct. Ah, well nice. My dad would be immensely proud that I got anywhere close to the, the maths answer on this quiz. Yes. Yes, he's a yeah. very good mathematician. And I oh. am an actor. <laughs> you are an actor. You're both actors. You're both currently, you can both be currently seen in The Master and Margarita, which is running on from right now until the 10th of December. Eight shows a week, six nights a, six nights a week, eight shows. It's a magic mayhem and a book that can't be burnt. Yeah, come and come Ooh. and let us tell you a story. Uh, well done on the quiz. Thank you both so much for for doing it. I hope you had a good time. I certainly did. Thank you very much, Johnny. I really did. Thank you so much for having us. My absolute pleasure. And to to all to both of you who have lasted to the end. Thanks for listening. <laughs> There we go. Another episode of the quiz done and dusted. Thank you to my guests this week, Anna Sampson and Gareth Davies. If you are in Sydney, I highly recommend you get your tickets to The Master and Margarita at Belvoir Street Theatre immediately because this show will sell out. It's on right now until December 10. Go to belvoir.com.au. Thank you, as always, to Cindy McDonald for writing such a great bunch of questions. This episode was recorded in Nam on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I acknowledge their traditions of sharing stories and knowledge for millennia on this land and pay my respects to their elders past and present. My name's John Leary and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.